Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have tuned in today. Today is Friday, October the 8th, and uh, we have just come down off of an incredible week here in uh, the state of Washington and certainly for freedom. Rick Green was here with me and uh, my amazing friend, Pastor Rob McCoy, in Battleground on Wednesday. We did a freedom rally there. Nearly 600 people showed up to that, and we really spent time, and the same thing happened at the Mason Jar. Wow, you guys. This is incredible stuff because people are ready to fight for freedom. And today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what it means to talk to your kids about freedom. You have a small window of opportunity. Don't waste it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hi, I'm Heidi St. John. You probably know my name because I've been working hard for the people of Washington State for the past 17 years. Now I'm running for Congress in Washington's 3rd Congressional District, and I need your help. I'm running against several big-money Republican opponents in the primary, and I am determined to prove that a grassroots campaign financed by working men and women can still compete with super PACs and mega donors. To make a difference, please visit Heidi St. John for Congress. All right. So uh, before I get going today, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been uh, coming out to the rallies that I've been doing. Also, for those of you who continue to leave reviews for this show over at iTunes and anywhere that podcasts are available, it has really been a joy for me. I'm getting to know a lot of you. I'm talking to doctors and teachers and military uh, personnel who are recognizing right now that our freedoms are at at risk. I mean, certainly our freedoms are at risk. This nation is in trouble. We are sliding very, very quickly into communism. For several years, I've been talking about this, right? This Marxist takeover of the United States of America, because the infrastructure, as I've been saying, is already in place. So the Marxists already own in the United States of America, our education system, first our higher education, then uh, eventually our public schools, our government schools, our high schools and our elementary schools. And the other day I was coming home from uh, hanging out with uh, Ken Ham and the wonderful people, uh, Alex Kendrick and uh, and uh, Pastor Lloyd. We did some radio and, of course, uh, just the opportunity to be around these freedom fighters who also love the Lord and are standing for freedom and for liberty around the world. I mean, it, it was just such an honor for me to be with them. And I remember thinking, sitting in that room, that the voices of liberty are being threatened right now. They're being intimidated. They're being uh, shut down, right? We've got the Department of Justice trying to tell parents that uh, that they could be investigated for coming out and participating which is their absolute right under the First Amendment. They vote these people under their school boards and then they show up and they explain why they don't want national, uh, why they don't want critical race theory, why they don't want the 1619 Project, why they don't want this garbage that is comprehensive sex education in the schools. And remember, this is the Biden administration, right? So the Biden administration basically weaponizing the Department of Justice against ordinary parents. And I'm sorry, but I agree with a lot of the people at Parents Defending Education. Uh, the Biden administration owes parents an apology because these school boards are deep into this woke agenda. And the parents are waking up to it now, finally. I mean, it's a little late, but finally we're doing it. 
And now you can see that the Biden administration feels threatened by this. And so they've weaponized the Department of Justice against these parents. And they say they're combating acts of violence. What a bunch of garbage this is. So the Department of Justice basically telling uh, parents that we could, you know, we could put you on a domestic terrorist watch list. Oh my goodness. This is what Merrick Garland said. Oh, by the way, this was the guy who wanted to be on the Supreme Court. Boy, that we dodged that bullet. Threats against public servants. I'm trying to do it in my Merrick Garland voice. Threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Attorney General Merrick Garland said of the effort in a, in a statement Monday. Those who dedicate their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper education in a safe environment deserve to be able to do their work without fear for their safety. Um, Merrick Garland, excuse me, sir. My name's Heidi, and I would just like to ask you a question. Do you does it bother you that cinema was followed into a restroom, into a public restroom? by leftists who want Biden's Build Back Better initiatives made into law. Does that bother you? Eh, no, it doesn't. In fact, President Biden said, yeah, follow her into the bathroom. It's just part of the process. But parents that show up to speak to school boards on behalf of their child's education are threatened with having their names put on a domestic terrorist list. This is just the Biden administration bullying parents to keep them from exercising their First Amendment rights. The only thing these guys need to continue this reign of terror, and that's what it is, in the United States against parents is for you guys to be quiet. So don't be quiet. Continue to say, nope, not going to do it, not going to play. Pull your children out of government school. Pull them out. The only thing that the only language the schools understand is money. They don't speak English. They speak money. And if you really want to get them where they live, pull your kids out. So in the meantime, here we are in the United States of America, the Department of Justice launching a tax, a task force aimed at addressing these so-called terrorist parents while at the same time trying to determine how the federal government could use its powers to prosecute these parents and assist local law enforcement in incidents that, by the way, are not federal crimes. It's almost like, where, where was the Department of Justice when Antifa is burning down our cities? Where's the Department of Justice when we see rampant crime in these leftist cities? Why doesn't the Department of Justice, since they're apparently interested in going after people for non-federal crimes, why don't they set up shop in Chicago? I mean, I'm just asking. The National School Board Association, leftists, said, and I quote, while local and state law enforcement agencies are working with public school officials in several communities to prevent further disruptions to educational services. <laughs> I have to laugh. These people are a joke. All they want to do is indoctrinate your children, and they don't like that you're interrupting them while they're trying to get that job done. I'm going to continue with this quote. Sorry. Law enforcement officials in some jurisdictions need assistance, including help with monitoring threat levels, said National School Board President Viola Garcia, whose organization represents over 90 
1,000 school board members. So, of course, the news reaches out to the Justice Department, which does not immediately respond to their request for comment. This is amazing. I mean, this is communism in the United States. And I loved, uh, I loved this mom, Nicole Solis, this mom who publicly challenged her school board in Rhode Island, similarly had a display name in part that read domestic terrorists per, quote, the NSBA public education. In response to the DOJ's announcement, she tweeted, arrest me. She added that any legitimate violence is sufficiently addressed by your local police. The Fed wants the political police. The FBI is now the politics police. This is what Marxism looks like. Silence the opposition and you're watching people losing their jobs and losing their their uh, their pensions over a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. You guys have a very small window of opportunity left to stand for freedom. And we need to teach our children what it looks like to stand for freedom. I came across, so I've been studying a little bit, uh, studying more up on the Federal Reserve which we'll do a whole show on that here pretty soon. But I was encouraged to read a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. And it basically talks about this scheme to take over our banking system, the Federal Reserve. Uh, and it's a, it's a complicated book. I mean, you basically, you have to have like 15 hours extra a day to read it. You have to read it for 20 minutes and then Google all the terms and then read another 20 minutes and Google a little bit more. And so I was looking for a simpler version of The Creature from Jekyll Island, which I'm reading, but I'm having to go, like I said, slow. Well, and I don't have time. I mean, really. Anyway, I come across, I'm a huge fan of the Tuttle Twins. I'm trying to get them uh, on the show because they have an awesome book that's made for children on this particular, uh, on this same topic, The Creature from Jekyll Island, obviously talking about the Federal Reserve and and the founding of it. But I found a book, another children's book, written by Brett Pike. You guys should totally find these books online and and snap them up before they're gone. Before before the thought police take them out of uh, circulation. But the back of this book, this children's book says, The Bear from Jekyll Island is the story of the time Georgia Bear witnessed the pigs scheme to take over the banking system. A tribute to G. Edward Griffin's, quote, The Creature from Jekyll Island, the book makes difficult concepts such as the history of banking fiat currency, and fractional reserve banking relatable to children and to adults. It comes with a free downloadable lesson plan designed to reinforce the concepts introduced in the book. And this is what I'm talking about, you guys. Teach your children about liberty. Teach them what it means to be free, to live free. We are living as if we are not free, and we are free. And by the way, your freedom comes from God. It doesn't come from the government. Stand up to these people. Anyway, I digress. So I saw three books in this series. So this one obviously called uh, The Bear from Jekyll Island. Then another one called The Right to Bear Arms, Learning Liberty. Uh, And it's the story of the time that Charisma Cat attempted to take over the forest by using tricks, social shame, and manipulation to convince other animals to give up their teeth and claws. Only the bears 
refuse to surrender their arms. It's all about the Second Amendment told for children. Uh, and it just explains what happens when we give up our natural, our, our, our God-given right to self-defense. It's fantastic. So that one's called The Right to Bear Arms. I'm going to read a little bit from uh, the third book in the series, and this one's called Good Bears Always Tell the Truth. Remember, same author. I'm going to link back to this in the show notes today. Uh, the author is Brett Pike. And again, Good Bears Always Tell the Truth, The Right to Bear Arms, and The Bear from Jekyll Island. These are fantastic. And I actually had my 10-year-old reading them to me the other day. So great. This is how this one, if you guys have kids, pull them up because uh, this will be fun for them to hear. Here's a story all bears know. From head to heart, to soul to toe, from den to home, any location, it will take you to your destination. Investigate it, little sleuth. Good bears always tell the truth. Friends were playing at the park. Listen to the doggies bark. Little bear could see them all. Some short, some medium, and him, he's tall. Chirping birds and scheming weasels, rats, skunks, and six-legged beetles. Slimy snake had an idea. The animals waited to hear. He offered candy, lollipops, and apples, forbidden sweets. He didn't stop. Everything you could imagine. A bite away. Let's make it happen. Green New Deal. Let's make it happen. Infrastructure bill. Let's make it happen. They seemed to find the treasure chest. Snake said, there is just one catch. I stole them from a guy I knew. Don't worry, he doesn't have a clue. A sneaky thing you'll have to try. Tell just one tiny lie. Lizard jumped to take a taste. Smiles on Scorpion's face. Little Bear knew just what to do. What would you do if it were you? Little Bear left in a poof. Big Bear says to tell the truth. Big Bear asked, how was the park? I told you, you could stay till dark. Little Bear explained why he left. The situation was a mess. Big Bear said, I'm proud of you. Good bears always tell the truth. The next day, Snake had bad news. The guy he knew asked about the food. Snake would tell another lie, but he needed the animals on his side. He called them over one by one. He offered each something fun. Tell my story. Back my rants. I will give you fancy pants. Or donuts for a year. Or $500 to take a vaccine. Or I'll give you lots of things. I'm just adding that. Don't tell anyone. Spider was quick to try them on. It's like Snake had a magic wand. Little Bear knew what to do. He was gone, just in a poof. Big Bear asked, How was the park? I told you you could stay till dark. Little Bear explained why he left. The situation was a mess. Big Bear said, I'm proud of you. Good bears always tell the truth. The next day, the guy Snake knew said he knows who didn't tell the truth. He identified them in just a glance, for they all had on fancy pants. The animals were all in trouble. Lies can be a lot to juggle. He said, animals, do as I do. Otherwise, I'll tell on you. Ferret, pig, piranha cried. Vulture could no longer fly. Possum, raccoon, and mouse couldn't scurry. But Little Bear did not worry. 
Big Bear asked, how was the park? I see that you stayed till dark. Little Bear told an amazing story. Big Bear basked in all the glory. Big Bear was proud of his little sleuth, discovered why good bears always tell the truth. Isn't that great? So basically teaching kids, and the other ones are, I think, just as good or even better, especially the ones about um, why it's so important that we maintain the right to self-defense. And if you want to understand the Federal Reserve and how we got into the mess that we're in and you and it's too much for you, read this to your kids and you'll be like, oh my goodness. Again, that one's called The Bear from Jekyll Island. I'm going to link back to all of these books in the show notes today. Listen, you guys, you have a window of opportunity. And we have an opportunity right now to teach our children why liberty is worth defending. And we teach them really by example. You can't pass on what you don't possess. And if we, if you want your children to stand for liberty, they need to see you standing for liberty. I don't know about you, but I don't want to look at my children someday and say to them, you know what, things are pretty bad right now, you guys. And I mean, we've enjoyed freedom in this country for 245 years, and I certainly have enjoyed it. But, you know, things seem overwhelming right now, and we're just going to have to get used to the way that things are right now. This is called the Great Reset. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you stories of how things used to be. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stand for liberty. And the Democrats see that they have a very small window of time right now in which to push this agenda because they know that in 2022, this tail is going to is going to swing back really hard and they're probably not going to get another chance to implement this radical agenda that you see pushing its way right now through our nation. This is a terrible, terrible time uh, in the history of our nation. And we're, we're using, and this happened, I want to say it was, uh, yeah, happened yesterday, that we're seeing now Pfizer asking for emergency approval of their vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. 5 to 11. These kids are not at risk. They're not at high risk for covid But now they want it for children ages 5 to 11. And they're using this emergency youth stuff. I want you guys to understand what emergency use authorization is, okay? This is when regulators allow shots to be given to certain people while studies of safety and effectiveness are ongoing. In other words, you're the guinea pig. So instead of having 10 years to make sure that these shots are safe and that people aren't getting blood clots and dying from things from uh, an unproven experimental shot, instead of the usual requirement of substantial evidence of safety and effectiveness for approval, the FDA under the emergency use authorization can allow products onto the market as long as their benefits are likely to outweigh the risk. And they've already used these emergency powers to authorize hundreds of coronavirus tests and a handful of treatments in the last 17 months. And by the way, uh, these emergency authorizations are also what is keeping uh, some of our states in perpetual fear and anxiety with mask mandates and lockdowns and schools who are requiring masks and the terrorizing, uh, the terror, the terrible terrorizing a time that we all have trying to get on an airplane. I mean, I just, I told you guys the other day, I hate flying now. It's a nightmare and people are afraid and it's very easy to scare people, very hard to unscare them. Remember the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. The apostle Paul telling uh, young Timothy that fear was a spirit. 
And you guys, this is not, by the way, and I'm going to, I'm going to end on this because I was uh, talking about teaching your children the truth. The reason why you, why I have taken such a strong stance against this is that because we are supposed to be ambassadors for truth. We always tell the truth, do your homework, look what's going on around you and tell the truth and don't let them silence you. This is why the apostle Paul, when Timothy was getting ready to start his ministry said, Hey dude, listen, Timothy, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. Fear is not from the Lord. And so when we start to feel afraid, we got to ask ourselves, where is that fear coming from? Now there's a good kind of fear, right? The fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. Uh, I'm, I would be, I want my kids to be afraid of sticking their hand on a hot stove because, uh, because of injury, right? But when we're afraid of a government, when we're, when we know that what we're doing is right and we're afraid and we let that fear determine what decisions we make, that's a spirit. And we need to come against it right now. Uh, we ended the, uh, the, the rally in battleground the other night by talking, you know, there was a doctor that stood up and he said, you know, what, what's your, what's your, your word, your advice to doctors? They're, you know, they're being shoved out of their private practices. They're being removed from these big medical conglomerations, you know, And uh, Pastor Rob McCoy spoke a very hard truth. And he said, right now they're coming for the medical community. They're coming for the firefighters. They're coming for the police. Eventually they're going to come for everybody. This is what happens when a country is overrun by Marxists and socialists and communists. This is exactly, you guys, do your homework. That's what we're living through. Now, that's why the Slavic community is so alarmed. That's why the Romanians are like, oh boy, we've seen this before. People who fled here from uh, from the Soviet Union, from the former Soviet Union, they've seen this before. And they're trying to warn Americans, wake up out of your slumber. Stand up against this. Make them fire you from your job. And people don't like that, right? Because we like our comfort. And so I guess, you know, we'll, we'll take a vaccine even though we've already had COVID and we know we don't need it. And we know in our heart it's the wrong thing to do for our own bodies and for our own safety and our bodily well-being. But we don't have a theology for suffering. And what Pastor Rob said was so right on the money. We can lay down right now and we can let them, we can let this tyranny continue. But eventually... They're coming for everybody. The only people that benefit in when, the, when these kinds of takeovers happen, look at Venezuela. The only people that benefit are the people at the top of the political food chain. Everyone else suffers. And there is suffering coming to the United States and to Canada and to our friends over in the UK. As sure as I'm sitting here, if people don't start standing up right now, we stand for freedom. Teach your children the truth, you guys. Talk to them about what's going on. The two things that we were told never to talk about, right? Politics and religion. Don't ever talk about those. Never talk about those things. Those are the two things we should all be talking about. Don't let them silence you. You can have the conversation and be winsome. You don't have to be a jerk, but the conversations need to be had. It's time to stand for liberty. We have been given the most amazing gift on the face of the earth to be able to live in the United States. For those of us who live in the United States of America and we, we, we function under the Constitution. The Constitution given to us in 1787 by our founding fathers 
It's the greatest legal writing ever penned to paper over 200 years ago. And it's been said that America's most important export is the Constitution. Why? Because the principles that were laid out there have been replicated by every major and most of the minor democratic countries in the world. The principles of our Constitution are what give us a free society. And without them, you guys, we wouldn't be free. They were the ones who said your rights don't come from government. They come from God. The authors of the Constitution understood it would be impossible to rein in a corrupt human being, and so they simply constructed a government which pitted corruptible human beings against each other. And in doing so, we have protected minorities. By the way, before the Constitution, the rights of minorities were at the whim of despots, and this is what's happening in our country right now. Rights come and go with the culture and the leaders, right? Not the law except for the Constitution came in and said, no, it's the law. The law is what we answer to. And in the words of Frederick Douglass, he said, take the Constitution according to its plain reading. And I defy the presentation of a single pro-slavery clause in it. On the other hand, it will be found to contain principles and purposes entirely hostile to the experience of slavery. And if you guys want more on Frederick Douglass, that quote came from a speech called What is the Slave? What to the Slave, rather, is the 4th of July. Guys, the Constitution's not perfect. And we can thank the anti-federalist champions like Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson, who, through tears and scathing rhetoric, exposed the shortcomings of the Constitution. And what do we end up with? the Bill of Rights. We've been given a tremendous blessing in freedom. Without the Constitution, America would be far worse than mediocre. And you guys are protected by the Constitution. Know it, stand up, defend yourselves, live like free people, or we will die as slaves. Now is the time. Now is the time to stand for freedom. You guys were praying for you over here at the podcast and praying for you, uh, you know, for those of you who I've been meeting out on the road and certainly the people that I have been working for here in, uh, in the state of Washington. We have much to be concerned about, but we also have much to be uh, hopeful for. You know, I'm, I'm meeting patriots everywhere I go, doctors who are defying uh, the ridiculous protocols that are literally killing people in our hospitals. And they're saying, no, there's a better way. I know so many people who have been uh, cured because of the careful consideration of doctors who are risking everything to use the treatments that are available to help make the sick well. And right now we are living under tyranny. You guys, may the fire of freedom never go out. That fire burns bright in me, and I know it burns bright in many of you. You guys, teach your children that liberty is worth fighting for. Again, that book series that written by Brett Pike, I'll link back to in the show notes today. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening to the show. We would love it if you would support this podcast, and you can do that by going to the show notes today. Uh, this ministry, and it really is that, is driven by one thing. It's a love of freedom and a love of the gospel. And Jesus came to set the captives free. 
And so I hope you guys will join me at Mom Strong International. We are just starting our study in the book of First Timothy, and next month we'll conclude in the book of Second Timothy. There's so many good things going on, you guys. Know God's Word and know the Constitution and defend the freedom that many, many, many hundreds of thousands of people have died to secure. We love you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Love your people well. Take a nap for goodness sake. And I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.